listening to the U Urban Bible Study Weekly Leaders Training Podcast. The U Curriculum is especially created by and for urban and multi-ethnic churches. This podcast is designed to help leaders lead a Bible study using LifeWay's U Urban Bible Study resources. Each week, we examine a biblical passage, review some questions teachers may face, and give a practical teaching tip. I'm Dr. Mark Croston, General Editor for the U Bible Study, and today I am joined by uh, Brenda Croston. She's my wife and one of our writers for the U Bible Study. Hello, Brenda. Hey there, Mark. Thank you for having me for session five of this unit, Discerning the Voice of God. This, today's topic is, does it honor God? So I have a question. Did you know, learner, reader, Bible teacher, that you and I were created to bring God glory? Yes, you, in all of your flaws and missteps and whomever you think you are, you were created to bring God glory. So we're going to talk about that over these next few moments from the book of John, chapter 17, verses one through nine in our overall discussion of discerning the voice of God. All right. So our point for today is God's voice always leads us to glorify him and accomplish his purpose. So how does the word lead us to honor God? First, it leads us to eternal life. So let's read uh, John chapter 17, verses one through three. Jesus spoke these things, looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so that the son may glorify you. Since you gave him authority over all people, so that he may give eternal life to everyone you have given him. This is eternal life, that we may know you, the only true God, and the one you have sent, Jesus Christ. And so there are some powerful words, the reminders that it leads us to Jesus Christ. And so um, we're talking about uh, does whatever it is we are trying to discern about the voice of God, does it honor God? Does it bring God honor? And so does it lead, does it help like Jesus here to lead others toward eternal life? That's an important, that's an important thing. So if if what we believe, uh, if we hear something and we are trying to discern whether it's the voice of God and it leads people away from Christ, we know that's not his voice. We know that's not his voice because it ought to lead people toward eternal life. And that's what Jesus did, right? We're trying to be like Jesus. And Jesus recognized that. Uh, uh, it was a special hour in his life that God was leading him toward the cross at Calvary. Um, and he recognized that God had given him authority um, so that uh, he may give people eternal life. And so 
uh, he said, this is eternal life that they may know you. So there's, there's Jesus's goal, right? That whatever it is I'm doing in my life and whatever I believe God's voice is, ultimately it ought to be that they might know him, that they might know God, the one true God, the one who you sent and the one you sent, Jesus Christ. So, so if what I'm trying to discern does not lead people to God, but if it, instead it leads people away from God, that is a clear indication of whether or not I am discerning correctly the voice of God. Does it honor God? What are you hearing in this, Brenda? Well, this is Jesus praying, as you said, um, just before he's going to the, going to the cross. And it's mind blowing. The only thing that's on his mind is bringing eternal life. So there are times when there is a voice in our head or in our hearts and we wonder, is this God saying this to us? Is this a place that he is leading me to? You need to 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 think about or ask yourself the question, is there eternal life in this, in, in these words? Are there, is there an aspect of eternal life in these words? Elohim, that is God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit, everything that the, the, the triune God speaks is life giving and not just life here, but life beyond. So it's mind blowing to me that Jesus is on his way to the worst death that we could possibly think of. And on his mind is us. And not only that. So who is this God that he created us to bring him glory? Him getting glory means that we will be edified like he doesn't need us to give him glory but we were created to bring him glory. But the end, in the end, we get the most. We get the most out of this. We get edified and we receive eternal life. That's amazing. But that's not just limited to our spirituality. It, it is applicable to our the wholeness of life. God's words give eternal life. And so the words that are being spoken into your heart and your mind, into your ears, if they're not life-giving, they are not from God. So one, one great reminder, I think, in, in terms of this discussion about eternal life is not just life when we get to heaven, when we die. But eternal life means that we live each day with a keen awareness of our close relationship with God and with God uh, empowering and uh, enlightening us as we live every single day, right? So I'm living with him now, enjoying eternal life today, if I know Jesus as my Lord and Savior, right? So, so whatever God is speaking ought to be leading us to eternal life. It also leads us to glorify God. If it leads to your glory, that might not be his voice. Let's look at verses four and five. I have glorified you on the earth 
by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, glorify me in your presence with that glory I had with you before the world existed. So it leads us to glorify God. And so um, here the word glory in the Greek is doxa. In uh, the Hebrew, it would be uh, it would be Shekinah. Uh, it really talks about light. It's the idea of glorifying God is like He is on a stage, and you take the spotlight and you shine it on Him. Right. So that what do you what do you see in a dark uh, theater when the light is shined on the stage? That's all we see. All we see is the one whom the light is shining on and everything else that's going on is inconsequential. Everything else uh, that's going on, uh, nobody else is paying attention to. Why? Because the light is being shined on the one on this stage. And so that's what it means for us to give him glory, to make him all important, to shine the light on him and to make him and allow him to be the focus of all good things. And so that's what that's what God's voice will do with us when we hear the voice of God and we discern whether it's God speaking, does it help us? Does it lead us to glorify, to shine the light on God? What are you thinking about this, Brenda? Just thinking about what you said, not just in good things, but in the bad things in our lives as well. You and I both can think of times when things were just crazy in our lives, but that was the time when I had to focus my eyes on him and you had to focus your eyes on him and all other distractions, like you said, were um, shut out. But I think it's important for us to recognize that it is so important for us to do that with every situation in our lives. We can bring God glory even in the hard times and we should submit to his voice, obey it, even in the hard times in order to bring him glory. What what do I mean? It, it is like you said, if somebody is on stage and the light is shining on them, all we can see is them. Then all we can see is them. We get to see everything about them, right? And so in our hard times, if we are submitted to the voice of God, then our lives in that difficult moment is pointing to God. And it's just a witness. It leads into our third point, which I won't hop ahead, but it's a witness. It's a witness to God's great character, love, and grace toward us. So here is the third point. It leads us to disciple others. It leads us to disciple others. And so let's read these last verses, six through nine. I have revealed your name to the people you gave me from the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you, because I have given them the words you gave me. 
they have received them and have known for certain that I came from you. They have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me because they are yours. And so notice this reciprocal um, relationship in a discussion. Uh, God has given them to me. And in essence, Jesus says, I'm giving them back to you, right? You gave them to me because they are yours. And so it is a reminder to us that uh, when we hear God's voice, it ought to lead us to help others to come closer to him, to be more like him. It leads us to disciple others, right? So if if I hear the voice of God and it's just about me and, and doesn't have anything to do with anybody else, you know, just about me uh, blowing up or me getting rich or me um, being famous, or as Brenda said in the last study, me getting the platform or, or whatever that is, right? If it's really all about me, if all about you, maybe that's not God's voice. It ought to lead toward good works. And here, the good work we want to emphasize in this passage is discipling others. Does what you believe is God's voice to you lead you to help to bring others in a closer, more intimate, more disciplined life as a God lover and follower. Huh? It leads us to disciple others. Brenda, what are you thinking here? Ditto to what you said. However, I can't help but think about the fact that Jesus is in the situation that he's in, getting ready to be persecuted and whipped. And look at verse nine. He says, I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me because they are yours. In this moment, his sole focus is praying for us. His sole focus was praying for us, us being the earth inhabitants that surrendered our, our wills to his from the beginning of time to the end of time. Jesus is in this moment being the best disciple leader he could be, the, the, the top, the top tier. He's in the worst time of his earthly life. He's coming upon the worst time of his earthly life and he knows it. And he is praying for other believers. Y'all, this has to be our mantra, especially in this day and time. It's rough out here. It's rough out here. If we would learn to pray for others, you would know that, that God has assigned somebody to pray for you. Even in their struggles, their situations, somebody still has somebody still has your name on their minds, your name on their lips, praying for the Father. As believers, we need to bind together, not in word, not in just simply word and deed, but also in prayer, 
for one another, like Jesus did just before he was led down the Via Della Rosa. All right, there it is. So it can't be all about you. Come on now. So it leads us to disciple others. What a what a great word and a great uh, study this is, uh, reminding us uh, that the words that we want to discern ought to honor God. Right? If it doesn't honor God, it's not it's not God's voice uh, that you're discerning. All right. So this has been a great study. I want to ask you if you're a teacher for you to just hold on for just a moment because Brenda's going to give us a one minute teaching tip for today. But I just want to remind everybody that you can get your own copy of the U Bible study so that you can have it for yourself. It is such a great tool for you to use as you go through these studies. You can find it at u.lifeway.com. That's yu.lifeway.com. It is our Urban Cultural Forward Bible Study. It comes in paper and digital formats, just what we need for these virtual classes and hybrid classes that we're being pushed in today. Uh, and at the teacher's guide is in the back of the book, makes it easy for those who have never taught before or are learning as apprentice teachers uh, to follow along. And it, uh, the daily devotional passages uh, are there to keep us engaged in the Word of God every single day. There's a leader's pack to make the lessons even more uh, lively and pointed. And it aligns with our Bible Studies for Life student and kids curriculum. So there's something for everybody. This is great. All right, Brenda, give us our teaching tip for today. One minute to tell you, if you've been following along with us, you know I've been trying to push you to go to social media. Use your social media, here's this word, platform for the glory of God. But because we've been talking about glory, the glory of God, let's do this. I challenge you to create a study guide using your teacher your teacher leader guide in the back of the book. Yes, just in case you never turn to the back of the book. If you're one of the ones that only looks at the lessons in the back of the book, there's a leader guide. Mark's been saying it. Use that leader guide, the information on it and the, um, the commentary in the back to create uh, clips, little, um, what do you call them? Memes for next month inclusive of all six lessons. Yes, I know we're only on lesson number five, but today's lesson is about bringing God glory. So we want to be forward thinking. How are we going to use what we've learned to bring God glory for the future? So I challenge you to create six memes that you, uh, from the you teacher guide in the back to display next month to remind your Sunday school leaders and those who don't come to Sunday school about the discussions, the deep discussions that you are having, the life-changing discussions that you are having surrounding uh, God and the U curriculum. All right. That's great. That's great. Look, you can't disciple them if you can't get them. So come on, get them in the room and uh, have some great conversations around the word of God. Thank you so much for joining us today. 
and join us again for another You Bible Study podcast because you never know where God will take you.